All right, we black. We're in the house, family. Pull up, pull up, pull up. I'm weedless today. Two days till my birthday, my birthday. No more weed. Might just quit, to be honest, because I'm not really in this, like, waiting forever and going through this hassle just to get weed. There's nothing worth a hassle to me. Not even a job is worth the fucking hassle. So, yeah, might just quit. I'm just annoyed. But we are black. We're here today. We're here today. We are here today to discuss. Well, we're, we're black for another episode of Just a Tip. But, you know, if you don't know, if you're new to, to this show, uh, Just a Tip is a weekly a weekly series. I haven't been um, doing much since, like, about a month now. It's my fault. A lot of shit happened. But, um, yeah, it's a weekly uh, porn series about sexual health and reproductive health, that kind of thing. But it's also about candid conversations, you know, conversations that we have to have with each other as a people. You know, we need to grow as a society to where... Um, to where what's it called? we don't you know like we don't flinch when motherfuckers ask us questions and shit like that which I feel like everybody does okay why won't my mouse be Hold on. But at least my fucking, my chords are coming today, like my chords from my mixer so I can start mixing music. I didn't realize that they wouldn't come with the fucking extra chords and shit. Like, what the fuck, nigga? You couldn't drop the at least the chords, like maybe not necessarily a microphone. Maybe a cheap microphone or like the chords. What the fuck, nigga? That's terrible customer service. But I digress. We black. We in the house. Antes tú me pichabas, 
Yo perreo sola. Thank you. 
solid. Oh, that's where all the damn will be kept. Devil on my lap and a cross on my neck. Cross on my neck. Cross on my neck. I know how to make the girl go crazy 
when you treat her like your number one baby. But my bitches all got sweet on who jet skis. Put your ice on her, they need to help me. Today we have a very special guest, other than um, actual porn stars. We have a sex therapist, sex educator, a sex psychologist. So she does like sex therapy. So like that's a real doctor, you know. Uh, I can't remember the kind of study, but I'm pretty sure it's like an eight to ten year study to be able to teach that, you know, in that in that uh, in that in that way. That's definitely more than just four years of university. I think any doctor's work is like minimum of eight. Um, let me, let me, matter of fact, let me look that up before we get black. How many years of education to be a sex therapist? 200 hours of clinical experience, 150 hours sexual education, 50 hours supervised, a master's degree, oh, okay. You gotta have a master's degree in a related field, certification in that field. So you gotta have a master's. So that's pretty sure that's eight, eight years. Bachelor's, no, bachelor's is four, master's is six, and then eight is like a doctorate or some shit. I don't know, but you get my point. We're going black. This one. I'm in relationship with all my bitches, yeah. I put my dick inside of my 
the fuck she left. Yeah. I built relationships with all my bitches. Yeah. I put my D right in my before she left. I got your bitch, yeah, pat, pat. I pay that shit for the crib, it got a key strap. I pay that shit for the crib, it got a game room. Got a penthouse in the back, it ain't my main room. To me, control and push the kid beside it. That's the only reason I love them fly, fly. Turn it on, go, we back up. Long goes on your neck, up. You know you gon' get stopped, you try to check up. But for this, feel like we mad, bro. Yeah, I'm a relationship with all my bitches. Yeah, I need to cut some of them up. I need her. I got the bad teeth. I'm all up to myself, and I take the time to cut them up. I need her. I know what it makes this girl so crazy. When you treat her like you're number one, baby. Sorry, I lied. This is the last song. <laughs> Don't ever think that it can happen to you. It's called Happen to You by Lil Wayne. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you the name of the song. The last song was Relationship. This one um, happened to you. The first song that I played, I believe that was, uh, what was the first song? I can't remember, but I can't, you know, I can't remember right now. No, what? Oh, yeah, it was Yo Perreo Sola. So Yo, P-E-R-R-E-O, Sola. You can spell Sola, bitch. Solo with an A at the end. Drop the O with the A. I don't fuck with Lil Wayne as a person. Just because, like, I seen the way Pharaoh said he exposed those niggas, those hip hop ass niggas. Um, it's like, eh, I don't really fuck with that shit still. You know, I had a girl who was talking to me a couple days ago about what's wrong with niggas wearing dresses. And I'm like, that's not really a manly thing to do. Like you would want me, I was like, so you would want your man wearing a dress. And then she was like, she didn't answer. Then I was like, if you were walking down the street with me and I was wearing a dress, you wouldn't be embarrassed. I, I would be embarrassed. I don't know, maybe it's the way that I've grown up. And I had this idea in my head of like, not that like men are supposed to be manly and macho. Like, you know, we're supposed to be caring and and, and, and genuine. Um, but it's like certain things you just don't do. Like, what the fuck? Nigga, like one thing I'll say, you don't cut your dick and shape it into a vagina. Okay, that's one. I'm not hitting, I'm not banging on um any people. What the fuck? I don't give a fuck about the transhumanism agenda. I'm just, I'm just saying like, you don't, that's not something that niggas do. Niggas don't um, gossip on the phone unless they're light-skinned or bitch-made niggas. Niggas don't, um, light-skinned meaning mixed, mixed breed. Yes, there's light-skinned black people who are, have both black parents. Yes, my sister's one of them, yes. Um, she's got that native skin tone from um, St. Vincent that only the natives have. Like, it's either you're black, native, or one of the Europeans that came there to fuck us up, whether it be the Portuguese, English, or Spanish. Um, I didn't even know there was Portuguese in St. Vincent until I turned like, started researching my country. That was like 16. I was like, damn, bro. Like, fuck. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really fuck with the, the vibration though. Cause if you, if you take in the words family. And if it gets too hard to face the truth, you got to grow through what you call. I need 
talking to you family my supporters i don't even i don't say fans because none of you are fanatics you got your head on your shoulders your supporters there was one person who approached me that was definitely an npc but we're not really gonna go into that right now but i will um talk about that in an episode just to give you all a warning of what how npcs manifest in all these different forms it's like you know the more i level up the more motherfuckers is out to attack me not like people are out to get me but energetically and vibrationally things are out to things are set out to keep my vibration as it was and like keep it from growing keep it from sprouting it's like keeping the sun like holding the sun in your hand and not letting it shine if, if somebody could do that if god really outdoes himself every time bro it's crazy i gotta pay that to this guy you know what that means body odor see look at this red fucking sun in la i have an apple tv so they show like random backgrounds and they're showing the observatory griffith observatory and the hollywood hills oh that's, that's where pop smoke died oh shit that's where the nigga was damn bro Oh yeah, yeah. I can I can kind of see the house where he was. Not like I don't know if it's the specific house because they might have a whole bunch of houses that look the same. You know, the richer area, but Holly weird, Hollywood. Who the fuck put that sign up there? Who put up that sign up there? Like Holly weird, bro. Polly Hollywood. I don't know, man. 
I don't believe in Hollywood. I used to want to be an actor growing up, and then I figured out you got to suck dick for a movie role. I'm like, nah. And it's like, it's not even just that I figured that out. I actually went to a film school, the best film school in all of my city, Toronto. And these niggas, the first thing they had me do was some gay shit. The first role, everybody else got something normal. So don't tell me shit, bro. Every other person, and there's only two black kids in the class. One black guy, one black girl. Me and one black girl. So I don't know, man. I I I try not to see color sometimes, but it's like, bitch, my ancestors and my soul are showing me that you're a racist piece of shit. So yeah. Like there's some type of isms in that. Why the what the fuck? You didn't they didn't give it nah man, don't don't tell me shit, bro. I lived through this. I lived through this. So I could only imagine if these motherfuckers were trying to force me to do some gay shit just cause they said, Oh, it would be make you more uncomfortable, which would make you more real in turn in TV terms. No bitch, no bitch. I see terrible actors on TV all the time and it's disgusting. Bitch, I got actual motherfucking skills and talent and the intellect to match. I, uh, no, no, no. Maybe for other people, but that's just not for me, bro. They know I ain't gay. As Wayne said, you gotta grow. We live. We live, motherfucker. So this is just the tip. Sex question. In the industry and, okay, and jet setting Jasmine. I love this live already. I was just checking it out to see if it was um, you know, if there was like very valuable information, because there usually is. And I was like, damn, this is definitely some questions that if I was a porn star, people would ask. Or, you know, if my platform was bigger, people would ask, that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm always thinking about others. I don't do this for myself. I'm always thinking about others, especially when I'm this show. Motherfucker, this upgrade your motherfucking intellect. Upgrade your vibration with me spiritually. Put on a meditation. Put me in the background. Put some SETI in the background. You know, put some Dr. Ben, Dr. Joseph Clark. Dr. No, Dr. Clark is Dr. Ben. Pardon me. <laughs> I always fuck up their names because some of them are like similar. Like I always get mixed up with almost Wilson. And but anywho, put one of us in the background and 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 get that meditation going. You know what I'm saying? Hello, hi everyone. Let me turn the volume up just in case. Okay, here we go. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Carol. Sexy. Hello. Marty Glenn. Hi, Naden. Hi, Miss White Color. Um, thank you all for joining me. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. Uh, this is Just the Tip, a Pornhub Instagram live show where I, your host, Asa Akira, will be going live every single week with a porn star to give out our porn star tips and answer your burning sex questions. Um, today's guest is the wonderful And motherfuckers do have a lot of burning sex questions because the thing about sex is that we're not really open about it with each other. I find even 
with a sex partner, with a partner. Hold on. Even with a partner, sometimes I myself, so I'll use myself as an example. Personally, I'll think something in my head and it sounds good. It's not like I don't want to say it or nothing like that. It's like I'll think something in my head, but I won't say it because I'm used to like, I don't know if it's because I'm used to bottling stuff up or because I'm used to um not being vocal when it comes to sex. Well, not tr- not that I'm not used to not being vocal per se, but like... Hold on, fam. I'm trying to clean up my motherfucking mic. I be eating and spitting like pistachio bits on my um <laughs> the thing that 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 the not the microphone, but the thing that you use to record. Um, yeah. So I feel like this is some shit that we gotta. These are conversations we need to have as a motherfucking people, and I'm glad we have the facet lives, the Pornhub lives. Um, cause I'm really, I'm really just trying to sh- open y'all eyes to different shit, you know, to different ideas, new concepts, that kind of thing. And hopefully one of my listeners will return that energy right black, right black to me, right black to me. I fuck with you family. Shout out to genuine heart. Shout out to Ray unique. Soul. we had a conversation yesterday. Shout out to everybody who tunes in and supports me. Shout out to you all. Shout out to everybody who listened to yesterday's episode of the Christmas special. Shout out to um everybody in Canada who fucks with me because I motherfucker. We're in the house. We're in the... So I was saying you know these are conversations we need to have. Period. So without any further ado. Wonderful jet setting Jasmine. She is not only a porn star, she's a psychotherapist, she's a sex educator. Ah, she's a psychotherapist, so she's a real therapist. Psychotherapy is like the real therapy, the therapy that they get paid $150 an hour or whatever. Well, my therapist got paid $150 an hour, she told me that personally. And with the car she drove, honestly, it made sense. Like, she was driving like the newest Beamer at the time, and then she crashed her crashed her beamer and her rental car was another beamer this like the same fucking car <laughs> so like you know if you crash a ferrari and your fucking rental is a ferrari like you know chill, <laughs> chill. um she is a host of her own show royal fetish radio and she is a kink and fetish expert um so and she's a sex educator so i have a lot of she's got a good portfolio questions that i handpicked I'm so just for her because i think there are lots of questions that i think she can give us the kind of insight that nobody else can so really really excited to talk to her um before she joins us today i'm gonna address the question that i get a lot a lot a lot um and today i chose a question about pregnancy I get a lot of questions asking what position is like the most likely to result in pregnancy, what time of day is most likely to result in pregnancy. I think these questions usually come from both people who are trying to get pregnant and people who are trying to avoid pregnancy. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot of information out there about like if you are on top, you won't get pregnant, or if you fucking doggy style, you'll get pregnant. If you fuck in the morning, it's like your body is more acidic, whatever. Um, I think, honestly, like most of that information that I've seen, I don't know that there's any truth to it. 
Um, as far as positions, time of day. Oh wow, I have an eye doctor's appointment today. Fuck. I got to the appointment today. I'm late. Kind of stuff goes. One thing I do know to be true, because I have myself have been pregnant and have tried to get pregnant, and um, you know, one thing I learned when I was started thinking about getting pregnant is that there's actually only one day a month that you can get pregnant, <laughs> which is crazy, so mind blowing to me that we are not taught this more. Often, like I didn't learn this mind until work. I was in my thirties, and I'm in sex work. Like sex is my job. I should know that. That's so crazy. Um, so there's one day a month that women ovulate. However, sperm lives in the body for up to five days. So that means if you have sex five days before you ovulate, you still could get pregnant. <laughs> so be careful. Um, and. Um, you know, every woman has a different cycle. Uh, the average cycle, I believe, is 28 days. Mine just so happens to be 28 days, meaning that I happen to ovulate 14 days after the first day of my period. Um, you can learn this information about yourself by tracking your menstrual cycle. There's a lot of apps out there. I used one called Nat Natura Cycle that I really liked. Um, so yeah, and then obviously, if you don't want to get pregnant, use a condom, be on birth control. Like those are like the, the fail proof, not fail proof, but um, those are definitely reliable methods of birth control. Um, but also, you know, just being aware of your menstrual cycle is actually a very like empowering thing in general. I think for me, um, not just about, not just in regards to knowing when I'm ovulating, but it's, it's really helped me realize that you know, on certain days, my mood is not the same or my energy level is not the same. And it, it's kind of cool to like, I don't know, it's like it, it happens every month. Like we should know about it. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely. I would recommend like a period Hold on. tracker. My shit's always fucking pausing. What the fuck's wrong with our Wi-Fi dog? Or a menstrual cycle tracker. And yeah, I, I bet you anything there are people out there right now that didn't know that you can only get pregnant one day out of the month. Like that's insane. We should know that. Um, so anyway, <laughs> moving on without further ado, I'm going to see if Jasmine is ready to join us. She is. An Sorry about the noise family. I was eating. But we black. Hey, hey. Thank you. I'm doing great. Let me just adjust this a little bit. Can you see me okay and hear me? Yes. Okay, awesome. That was a really, really interesting fact. So three babies later, I got that one day down. Okay. <laughs> I I guess my body has figured it out. Like get horny, get it in, and get these babies in and out. <laughs> One sec. So my wires came from my mixer, so I'm just gonna unwrap that bitch right now. 
because I don't want it to be weird noise in the background because a lot of the shit, all of the shit they say is important. We black, we're in the house, we're in the motherfucking house. Okay, continue. <laughs> It's our kink space. We are definitely still social distancing and playing it safe, but we still have to have. I have a sex drawer. I have two sex drawers, so I'm definitely gonna have a, a red room. Followers. So we turn one of our rooms into a, a little mini dungeon. Yeah. And we're getting. I'm gonna call it a red room. I guess that's how I want but to I fuck with it. Like, tell people about you. Yeah, yeah. You're not just a porn performer, a porn star. Mm -hmm. You are a producer, a director. You do you produce all your yeah. own stuff. Yeah. Um, you are a sex educator. You are a psychotherapist. Um, and on top of all that, you are a parent. And I, pro I don't know how people are doing all this shit, bro. Absolutely. I got no Absolutely. fucking kids, and I won't lie to you, like family. Already, like, I'm, I'm struggling. Personally, I could talk to you about Not time, like, money or nothing like that. Just struggling, <laughs> like, struggling <laughs> to get by. You know, I have a job, question. you know. But, like, um, struggling. I don't I, know, I you know, you know what I'm struggling This woman has, like, this queen has motherfucking such a portfolio. Like, if you wrote that bitch on a papyrus, that papyrus would it's like be like a wedding bill. Like that long ass motherfucking damn queen. And she, like sometimes I'd be thinking about quitting and giving up. And I know I, I know I don't necessarily work hard as not that I not, not that I don't work hard, but people work harder than me to get to where they gotta get to or whatever. Not that I'm making comparisons, I'm just saying. Um you know, but it's like damn, yeah. There's always somebody working harder, so somebody like, prettier. True. You know, I, kind of I nothing but salute. You get nothing but respect from me. Salute, motherfucker. Salute. For you, um, a lot of are about fetish and kink. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are about, are about parenting. Um, and just in general. So, okay. shall we get started? I'll go to yeah, my appointment yeah, when yeah, um, yeah. Cool. I'm done this part. Um, so the first question, I got a lot of questions about safe words. Okay. And um, I actually, like, really don't... I've participated in scenes at kink.com and, mm -hmm. like, some light fetish-type stuff, but I actually don't know this, and I'm, like, pretty embarrassed. Um, but one version of the question is, how do you use safe words when during choking? Um, so I guess the question mm. is, on verbal... Very good question. Yeah. Because a lot of motherfuckers a safe like word when you can't use so important and this one of the things that we always do in in our scenes or and when i say scenes i'm not just talking about like shooting porn scenes but like sessioning with someone or having this kink scene we always look for a verbal cue and a non-verbal cue right so um if someone is is being choked i may ask them to tap if it's becoming too much the other thing is asking them to hold something in their hand because if um if they can't tap or if they can't speak if they let it go that in itself is an indicator so it's something that would drop and that i would hear it right. and i'd go oh we need to stop for a right. minute they're they're not either engaged anymore or they're trying to let me know something by dropping their safe object right so we use a word we use a signal, so it might be a tap or a squeeze, but that could be a little tricky, right? Because sometimes when I get turned on, I like, you know, squeeze and tense up, um, or a release object. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, that makes so, so it's kind of like UFC. Yeah, oh, 
Peace. That's not in my world. I don't know that, but I want to be able to tap out if I need to. Yeah, you go to Toronto, And then, like, another question that is really interesting is, like, I can definitely understand the, like, thought behind this is, like, what if the kink itself is, what if not having a safe word is the kink itself? That definitely can be. You got a lot of motherfuckers who like tying people up i like tying people up not that i'm like weird i'm really not that weird family but for some <laughs> reason i don't know if it has anything to do with slavery another question yes, that is really interesting is like i can definitely understand the like thought behind this is like what if the kink itself is what is not having a safe word is the kink itself that definitely can be you got a lot of motherfuckers who like tying people up i like tying people up not that i'm like weird i'm really not that weird family but for some reason <laughs> i don't know if it has anything to do with slavery i'd rather you know i hope not but you know i mean we were tying knots before the slave before these motherfuckers came to try to conquer us but not nuisance but um yeah not that that's my kink i don't really have any but I'm just saying, like, that's just something I like to do. I'll share that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an art form. There's some different kinds of knots and like that. Just, like, damn, you know? And it can be really pretty, too. Like, you know, making you look like a motherfucking <laughs> rotisserie. <laughs> you know, I know, I know. A lot of motherfuckers might say, you know, Dennis, you know, that shit might come from slavery and yada, yada, yada. But I'm actively trying to free myself from those kinds of mentalities. I'm actively trying to free myself from krakatosis. It's like, once you are... Krakatosis is like um, herpes, okay? You Once you have it, you have it for life, but you can manage with it. So depending... There's severe... There's extreme... Severe and extreme krakatosis. So in extreme krakatosis, there's no cure. There's no... General studies the cure, but, you know... You might... It, the krakatosis might just be too strong. With with um, severe krakatosis, um, it's it, there's medication. You know, a couple hours of general study a day, an hour of general study a day, some pharaoh, some motherfucking um, um, Khalid Muhammad, some motherfucking, you know, some some put on some of the great ones. They'll get you right. They'll get you tight. Um, yeah. So it's like living with herpes. You know, it might go away for a little bit. You might um, cure yourself of the krakatosis, most of it that you're going through in the current moment. But then later on in your life, as you level up, if you realize as you go deeper, you got more krakatosis. So you got to bring that out. You know, you got to exercise that demon, so to speak. Yeah, so that's a good one as well. Um, there are times when consensual, non-consensual play are taking place. So what that means is we're pretending that someone doesn't have a say in the scene or in the role in what they're playing. It's kind of like the, like, you know, fuck me hard, fuck me, like, you know, fuck the shit out of me. And we can talk, like, really aggressively, even about having, like, violent type of sex and sex act, but it has to be established prior to the act. That's right. Right, so there's got to be some negotiation of we are doing this. I want you to push me to my edge. Um, I want to have, a, I, I want a session with you until I, I reach my point of, you know, tomorrow. kind of, of no return. And that, that could be a lot of fun, but if you're not having a conversation and consenting to what that limit looks like, 
then you're not having sex or kink. You're doing something dangerous and illegal, right? So I think it is really important that even when we're saying to our partners, like, I want to, I, I want you to, you know, beat me until I bleed. I want you to choke me until whatever, my eyes roll back. Like, that needs to really be established as well as informed consent. Like, what could possibly happen? And the person needs to know, you could possibly die. And like, you know, and so I think when like sex can and, and our engagement it can can be what we want it to be as long as it's understood, mm. it is consensual right. and we're aware of the risks that are involved. Mm. So if someone says like choke me until my eyes roll back and I go, Do you understand that this can result in permanent damage? Mm. And they go, Yeah, I do, and I'm all for that. I still wouldn't do it personally, but mm-hmm. you know that's at least how the conversation should should start, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't it shouldn't be happening while you're doing something. It should be happening mm-hmm. beforehand. It's so interesting because, like, even just sex sex in general, I feel like so often the answer is just communication. Like, whether it be like how do I eat a pussy or like whatever, it's so often, and even in like the fetish king space, that totally makes sense. Like. If you don't have a conversation beforehand, you're not engaging in saying no. Right. Like, it's, yeah. mm-hmm. right. it's just, this is why what we're doing is so important because mm-hmm. we're giving people like the language we're seeing right. that two people can talk about sex freely and That's we don't right. have to get shy or run mm-hmm. off or um, I don't have to feel offended know, by you asking me, you know, like you can't read my mind. And honestly, without having some form of communication, you can't even read my body well. So, you know, so I, all of these things are, are really important. And I'm so glad that they're affiliated with Pornhub, but they're not the fucking owners. Like they get paid by them. You know what I'm saying? Just like how you would get paid for working at Walmart. They're just workers who want to talk about their motherfucking experience to help others. To clear up you know, any miscommunications or communication issues, period. Like, you got to be able to see the value in this family. I know for a fact that you today are not going to have a talk about, more than likely, you're not going to have a talk about orgasm and things like that. And it's like, why? Is it bad? Is it dirty? Is it wrong to feel good? And I get it, you know, to feel good all the time, yes. Too much of anything is bad. Yeah. I don't know who is orgasming all the time. You know, you're lucky, but... Um, yeah, too much of anything is bad. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to go out on a massive orgasm. Like, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I know that I'm going to die, not just having sex, but like at the orgasm part. Like, it's just going to be such a big orgasm that I die. It overwhelms my whole body and like lightning strikes. Just boom, you're dead. You're back. Wake up on the other side. So often. And even in like the fetish king space, that totally makes sense. Like, if you don't have a conversation beforehand, you're not engaging in saying no. Like, it's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just, this is why what we're doing is so important because we're giving people like the language we're seeing that two people can talk about sex freely and we don't have to get shy or run mm-hmm. off or um, I don't have to feel offended by you asking me, you know, like you can't read my mind. Mm-hmm. And honestly, without having some form of communication, you can't even read my body well. So, you know, so I, all of these things are are really important. And I'm so glad that we're able to talk so freely and openly with Pornhub fans and our fans here, because these conversations are exactly what they could be having with their partner. That's right. Yeah, totally. Definitely like normalizing sex talk. And with my number one, like, yes. So, so, so important. But, um, um, like I was so Also, shy. okay. Uh, next question. You did everything. How? You know what I mean? Okay. So this is, I had no reason to be shy. She would, um, she would, 
you know, do anything for me, that kind of thing. I would do anything for her. Um, but I guess it was just like maybe issues around sexual abuse for me in the past and all those things like that culminating or cooking that when I do go to express myself in that way, I'm a little held back, I'm a little shy, and it's automatic. It's not even like I'm thinking, oh, hold back parts of me, don't. No, like I want to be, I want to do my best to be open, but it's like, it's residual. It's, it's like you, it's like when you Windex the glass, okay? You know, if you ever Windex glass, you know, you're wiping it, you know, you wipe it a couple times, and then there's like street marks, residual, right? There's residual. So, you know, that's like my personal, um, my personal perspective, my personal opinion. Um, so glad we can have a shared space to be, to be our, to be here, judge free, you know, it's just us, it's just us intellectual motherfuckers, and, you know, for the NPCs, fuck them, nobody gives, nobody's paying attention to the motherfucking NPC, fuck them. There's, this is like kind of a two-sided question that I, I want a few different versions of. Um, so there's both perspectives. The first one is how do I get my needs fulfilled when my partner isn't into my fetish or kink? Mm -hmm. And the other side of that point is how do I keep my partner happy when I don't share their fetish? Yeah. Um, and I think this is something like, I'm personally, I'm like really, really submissive, but I'm not a person with my own real, like hardcore fetishes. Like there's mm -hmm. nothing I need that. I'm like, this yeah. is my thing. But I am so submissive that I'm I'm like, I'll do anything for my partner because yeah. to me that's the kink, I guess. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, I have I have my limits, I have my boundaries, and so do other people. But we when we are in a loving relationship with our partner, like we we want to sexually please them and fulfill yeah. them. What how like where's the line there when you are doing something you personally don't want to do? Mm -hmm. Like, where's the line between that and, like, love, I guess? Yeah, so um, this is this is real. I'll share very personal. So my partner and I, King Noir and I, we work together. We shoot. Um, we're both in the industry, and, you know, we have family and, and all of this stuff. And we are a poly-open couple. And part of my going into this poly relationship was, for me, I don't need to love a bunch of people. Um, but what's important for me with this is not to feel any type of pr uh, pressure to please or be pleased by one partner, right? So what that looks like for us is having a conversation where I say, you know, you have a lot of kinky things that you enjoy doing that are not in my, you know, they're not in my tool belt. Like that, like you said, like, it's not my kink. I don't really need it, but I want to make sure that you're pleased. And part of pleasing you is allowing you to have the space to do that. Um, so sometimes it's watching him participate in a kink, going to kink parties, play parties, swinger events, and things like that. And us, you know, the things that we cannot satisfy with each other. It's not that you're bad or I'm bad or I'm not enough. I'm plenty. He's plenty. But some of the things that we want, we do have to outsource from other people. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'll give you an example, right? So you are, what are you most well known for in the porn world? Uh, probably anal. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was going to let you let you say it, right? Um, so I am the most known for no anal. <laughs> like, it's just, not, it's just not my thing, right? It doesn't bring me the most pleasure. But for my partner, I would like him to have a varied sex life. 
And and so that might mean, and I know everyone is not open and swingers or poly, but that might mean for him enjoying that kind of porn, right? Without my without my judgment or us hiring a cam model, right? To do a custom of a, of a scene that he would really, really enjoy with anal play. Now, our relationship has advanced where this is something that, you know, I'm always like, oh, you should definitely do anal in that scene. That's my way of saying, like, don't ask for it here. Get that met over there. (laughs) You know, Um, so meeting our partner's needs doesn't necessarily mean it has to come through our body. It might mean introducing them to another way with your consent, with their consent and and a really mature conversation, whether it's through media, entertainment or actually involving another party. Um, But this, you know, unfortunately, (laughs) you know, but some people even get nervous about like sex toys in the bedroom. Right. When that sex toy can do all the things that maybe you don't want to do. Right. I can't vibrate at a million, you know, beats per minute for 30 minutes, (laughs) but I got a toy that can. Right. Right. So um, I think that's one of the ways that we can start to evolve our way about thinking about kink. One other thing to add to that, you know, there's a lot of activities that we don't enjoy doing the exact same as our partner. Our partner has different shows that they like. Right. They have like different activities. I like to dance. My partner likes to play uh, basketball and boxing and things of that sort. So we're actually more accustomed to allowing our partners to do things with other people that we don't enjoy all the time. It's just that when it comes to sex and love, we get really, really, really tricky about it. That's so, so, so true. Or like, even if like, even if like my husband likes to eat something that I can't cook, I'm never going to be like, you can no longer go to another restaurant <laughs> ever again. <laughs> right? That's so true. And I love that you added the option of like watching porn or, you know, like, like consuming erotic, like other types of erotica because it's, it's like, yeah, like I think in an ideal world, we would all be open to being polyamorous or whatever it is or or monogamy wouldn't necessarily be like the only acceptable norm right um but that is the world we live in so so a lot of us grow up with like these you know these feelings that we can't get rid of as adults (laughs) pretty much right this ownership of of our lover um Mm -hmm. and 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 as well as their entitlement to us um but you know again conversations like this normalizing things that actually work for us not just how we've been socially conditioned yeah that makes total sense mm-hmm. um <clears throat> oh this is a question that's a little bit more specific to parenthood um and this is something i am learning to navigate right now as we speak but how do you how how to keep sex spontaneous and interesting when you have children um, I just had my kid a year and a half ago. So Congratulations. I, this, also, our kid goes to bed at six. So <laughs> while maybe, like, spontaneity is definitely not as strong as before, it's just, like, not possible. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, between 6 and 7.30 a.m. is, like, a long time. That's your hot spot. <laughs> yeah. So um, as, a, as a parent of three, and my youngest is, is two and a half, so we're just, um, just right, right in front of you and, and definitely understand the challenge, you may need to give up spontaneity for creativity. That, that's my suggestion. You know, because when you have children, everything does really need to be planned. You need to be some level of responsibility. Uh, responsible and respectful of them as partner you know their partners in in your lifestyle in your home too 
although they don't pay rent, they do have squatters' rights, right? You know, and <laughs> we shouldn't be interrupting their sleep and and their important schedule to growing up healthy because of our sex lives. But at the same time, our sex lives are important to the happiness in the household. It's important to the the stress relief of being a parent. Like, yeah, sometimes like I, I need sex specifically because I am so wound up uh, because of these kids. So it's like, you know, the cause and the cure, so to speak. That being said, being creative is probably going to get you more sex than trying to be spontaneous. So, like, how can we plan? All right, six to seven is our hot spot. Are you ready? You know what I mean? Like, um, what are we going to do? We got 30 minutes to get it in. Like, King and I, we still have to shoot scenes. So, for us, it's like, okay, which grandma's house can we send the kids? What activity can you give them to keep them over there the happiest, the longest, right? And then how can we make this sex so amazing in the 30 minutes that we got, you know? And so even like all of this pre-planning before sex, it's fun. It's arousing. It's, you know, you're thinking about doing the thing long before you are actually having the activity. So it's our foreplay. Planning has become foreplay. I was just going to say, it's like a pro, very, very prolonged, long foreplay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, um, same. Like, like my, my husband and I will even like, we'll even like text each other throughout the day mm-hmm. kind of like as if we're not even living in the same house meanwhile he's like in the kitchen and I'm on the sofa <laughs> but like even that is like a really cool way to stay connected I think a, a lot of something like we don't really talk about like especially once you know people have children is like for me and for like the happiness of our relationship and our family, like you said, it's really important for me to feel wanted. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of that times that goes out the window once you have some like a kid that requires so much attention and mm-hmm. and is like honestly kind of a boner killer, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. As they should be, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I, I think so, you know, like the flirting throughout the day and planning and like letting your partner know that like you're thinking about having sex with them and you want to have sex with them, I think goes a long way. Like, oh man, it really does. Like, um, so right, you know, like I, I mentioned, we've been playing it really safe in the house um, and just kind of like, you know, socially distancing and all of that good stuff. And so we have you know, to be super creative because we're like on top of each other and it's not like, you know, we can't really like take a little weekend vacation and things. But we figured out like Friday nights are our night and we're modeling to our kids. Like this is time that we spend together, just together. And I know it's a little bit different when you only, you know, you only have one one child. Um, so there's not another one that can like babysit or, but even starting now with your little one, of saying like, no, mommy and daddy are playing right now. You go over here. And it's not that you're even having sex. It's just that you're being intimate with one another and your child is seeing. It's important for parents to have alone time. It works because now that my children are older, we have we have the two and a half year old, the 16 year old and a 19 year old. When we say we need alone time, take your little brother. They, they, there's no questions asked. They know that this is important for us and we're going to all be better because of it. Yeah, I, I love that. I think... There's so much undoing or an unlearning I have to do in myself. And I think most people probably unlearn when it comes to thinking about, like, how to compromise your sex life with your children and your family. And and, or even talking to kids about sex. It's so important. But, like, I grew up 
my parents didn't tell me shit about sex. Like, me I, to this I day, I'm like, my mom and I maybe like, I was created in a test tube because, like, <laughs> like part my parents' and sex are like a Venn diagram that does not meet. But I didn't know You just weren't privy to it. But, you know, just kind of think about for me, unlearning was really reparenting myself. So like, this is something that I've been saying, my first reaction to everything is my mother's reaction. Mm. The second reaction is my reaction. And the third is who I want to be. So kind of like, as you're like, oh my gosh, don't do that. That's your mom. Okay, maybe don't do that right here. That's you. Uh, Baby, you can touch yourself, but in your room, it's okay. That's who you want to be. So just kind of think about it in those three stages. You got this. I love that. I love that. Because there is a lot of guilt, I think, that comes with, like, your initial reaction. Because it's what we were raised to raised to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I love that. Um, Another child-related question sure. is, what is the age to start talking to your kids about sex. I think like the way the conversations are going now, it's very, very obvious that Mm -hmm. like sex education needs to be upped. And I think that's not really happening in schools so much. As parents, I think we need to talk to our kids about sex more and normalize it more. But like, what is the appropriate age to start that? So it's a conversation that starts immediately and it never stops, right? So here we are with, uh, we have the range of kids from two to young adult 19. Um, We start as soon as they're born, right? Just by being able to anatomically correct um, correctly name their body parts, right? So as you're changing your baby, um, okay, mommy's going to wipe your penis, you know? Um, mommy's going to wipe your, your vulva and your vagina and make sure you're all clean, right? So just starting with self-care of the body and not shaming it from jump. Right. That's so important because many of us, we didn't even know the right words to be able to say, like, it's like down there, you know. Yeah. And, and, and we giggle when we talk about uh, um, about sex when we're younger, mm-hmm. about things that are not even funny. It's just like saying the word penis. Everybody starts laughing when, you know, kind of think about like in middle school or what have you. Totally. So, Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things as early as possible in an age appropriate way. So at two, there's no reason for him to be learning about where babies come from per se. Right. Mm. But when it is time and when you when your child is asking curious questions or you start seeing that they have curious behavior, address it. Do you have questions about how that works? Um, Or maybe like where babies come from. Don't lie to your children. Why are we telling them about birds and bees? My partner always says, birds and bees don't fuck. Why are we lying to our kids? <laughs> That's actually really true. <laughs> right? So, and we, we, don't, we don't have to lie. Yeah. You know, our kids are not going to ask, you know, age appropriate, such an extreme question that we can't offer them the truth. Um, and, and the conversation needs to keep going. So even as my young adult daughter now, like we are still having sex education questions because things that I needed to tell her at 10 are very different at 19. And I suspect they're going to be different when she's 30. Um, and I want to always be able to have this line of communication open. Me too. So if you started at like, I saw some people saying like 14 and 16. If you started then, you're already into the awkward years. Yeah. You know, right. You're already into where their their friends have told exactly. them. They've already learned the wrong shit from their friends. <laughs> so even if we're allowing just that, like you can talk to mommy about anything, you know, including your body, uh, any questions you may have, things that you hear at school, let me know. I, I want to know what the kids are talking about. And a lot of times that's how I start conversations with my kids. 
What do you, you know? What do you, what do you, what do you think about this new song? I'll use music. I'll use movies. I'll use Cardi B and Megan Stallion. Like that's I'm, it's everywhere. And so yeah. sometimes we're watching a movie, and I go, "Huh, I think that that's really interesting that they always keep showing this guy hooking up with different people, and he's not using any protection." I'm not. I'm not like doing a whole banana and a condom lesson, right? At at di- or at you know dinner time, I'm using what's in front of us to go. What do you think about that? Is you know what do you think should be happening here? And so, so that modeling is communication and just keep it open. I guess yeah. yeah like I, I love what you said about like just if if you create an environment for them to like be comfortable to ask you questions like yeah. I guess I tell you when they're ready to start asking or being part about sex in general mm-hmm. absolutely and sometimes you find out that your worries are your worries they're not even their their concerns um so you know like when I asked one of my daughters like you know so um are kids dating in, at school you know like when she was like 12 and she's like yeah, you know, but I think it's kind of stupid to have a boyfriend right now, you know, and I'm like, okay, that's where she is right now. So we don't need to like drill her about boys are bad, boys are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet them where they are, but you've got to ask and you got to talk to find out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome. Because, yeah, I think like for me, even growing up, like because my parents never talked about sex and the message was very like, like sluts are bad. Right. Like, for me, I grew up with so much shame with this, like, natural horniness I had. And, like, I'm still undoing that stuff at, like, yeah. five. <laughs> You're, like, doing the most with it, too, right? <laughs> That's what happens. This is what happens when you don't talk to your kids about sex. We're going to go fucking explore on our own and make money while doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And, you know, like, I think the saddest part is, like, I consider myself, like, a pretty... I'm, I. At this point in my life, I feel empowered by my sex work. Absolutely. You know, like, I own my sexuality, and still, like, every time I masturbate, I get this, like, 30 seconds of, like, guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, (laughs) Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, next question. This was actually really interesting, and only one person asked this, but I'm really curious about this, and maybe... Thing you know about maybe it's not when people engage in scat play are they using real poop most of the time yeah okay <laughs> yeah so um yeah that is that's the fun of it all right is that it is so taboo um the way that it's been explained to me by some of my subs that enjoy the scat or water play is that that is the the extreme essence of marking one's territory. So when you're thinking about ownership, you don't you don't get any more owned than me defecating or urinating on you. Like think about the, our most animalistic primal behavior, right? What do animals do? They mark their territory with their with their feces or their urine, um, their bodily fluids. So this is a very very primal act. Um, you know, it's not for everyone. So. <laughs> Because whenever, like, per- personally, I, like, just, like, not my thing, mm-hmm. um, no but, like, yeah. whenever, like, I think, you know, the layman thinks of scat play, like, we think, like, we think the fetish is the actual, like, the tangible poop, but it's not, it's, what you're saying is, the psychological it's psychological aspect mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. being owned. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Mo- 
or being deduced to a toilet. You know, pe- a yeah. lot of uh, my clients really love the extreme form of humiliation, the extreme belittling. And, and when you are as powerless and as um, kind of like as little as a toilet, yeah. then you are relinquishing any power that you have in the world. You're releasing any responsibilities other than to be a receptacle for the thing that my waste. Um, and so that that psychological idea of being so removed from any any of your power, any of your status, any of your like everything that makes you important in the world in that moment, you are nothing but a receptacle for waste. That's, you know, for some people, that's that, incredibly freeing. That like when when you put it like that, it sounds kind of hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like I said, I'm like super submissive, and I never thought of it like that. And I'm always like, oh, poops, like I'm not into that. But now that you say it like that, I'm like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe. so if anybody's interested in scat play, I would just say, you know, be super super careful. You, we're talking about human bodily fluids, in which disease and 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 bacteria and all kinds of things can transfer. Um, so you do want to do this with a tested partner. You do want to do this in the most uh, the safest way possible. But understanding there's definitely going to be risk, no matter how safe you are. Anytime you're playing around with feces, you are putting yourself at risk. So yeah. just just a thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like I mean, even animals like that. I guess anything. Yeah. Like, there's always something. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. Oh, uh, sorry. This is. Um, what? Okay, so I, I actually did one of these lives with Lamb's Heart. I don't know if you know him. Um, oh my God, love, love Lamb's Heart. Love and he suggested, I was talking to him about like bondage for beginners and he mm-hmm. was saying that like a pillowcase is actually like a great tool to introduce like the idea of bondage and kink and fetish into your bedroom to see if you like really like it. It's like a great thing for beginners. But I was wondering yeah. if you had anything any suggestions like that? Or maybe there's like a brand of sex toys that's great for beginners that are just kind of like looking to like dip their toe into Mm -hmm. the kink theme. Into the kink space, yeah. So um, I I completely agree with Lance. I love any type of pervertible. I'm gonna give you, um, I actually jotted some down because I don't know, I just just knew we probably would talk about this. Um, But I agree with Lance, a pillowcase is really, really, um, really awesome. A robe, you know, a tie. I love using saran wrap for bondage. Um, yeah, because if you've ever tried to fight with cling wrap, like over leftovers, like you can't win. The, the, the fucking saran wrap is gonna win, isn't it? Right? You know, every everybody who's ever tried to use that shit to wrap up dinner. Um, so, but it sticks yeah, to everything, and it really does provide a, a form of bondage. If you really wanted to get out of it, you could though. You could bite yeah. through it. You know, you could get sweaty enough to wiggle through it. It also adds some temperature play to it because you get hot um, in it, and you also and it's also hot. But it's a it's an easy way for people to play with something that they already they already have in the household. They know how to get in and out of it, and it's not it's not scary because it's a household item. Like it. It's visually like very appealing. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, a couple of other things, ice, candle wax, um, spatulas for spanking. 
I, you know, I am a really, really a big fan of using what you already have to try it out. And then if you realize like, oh, this was fun, we can then step it up. Because a lot of people have purchased like lots of kink toys and they're just sitting there collecting dust because yeah, they don't have anyone to train them to use it. Oh, or God, it looks intimidating to their partner. So use what you got. Um, one movie, of my bro. other favorites is no tools at all. I like psychological bondage, domination, and restraint. So are you up to trying something small with me? Sure. Okay. All right, here we go. So I'm going to put you in bondage without touching you. I'm going to say, scoop back two inches on your bed. Put your hands underneath your butt. Tuck your chin to your chest, eyes lowered, and stay there until I ask you to do something different. Yeah, I like that. That sounds like some okay. shade shit. You can rejoin us. <gasps> I love it. No, no, no tools no at all. Necessary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So actually, that's actually that's kind of like my my favorite. Actually, <laughs> I think it's super hot because I'm actually I I really like I've said a hundred times to you I'm pretty submissive, yeah. but like I I'm not someone who like enjoys pain mm. or I actually like don't really like all the accessories and stuff. To me, mm -hmm. that is scary and mm -hmm. it is like it takes me out of it because it's so intimidating. Yeah, but I yeah. love when someone can dominate me in that way. Like if they can tell me what to do, I'm like, I, I, so that is my favorite form as well because my favorite tool is the brain, right? And it's also um, mimic or uh, how do you say manipulating a human behavior. So just that, like it's a turn on for me. Like oh my gosh, she's listening to me. She's saying that this is awesome. So that might be something that I do with my partner. But say stand in the corner until dinner is done, right? And you know, it's a, an opportunity for us to play with something kinky without having to leave the house, without having to, like, I don't know, buy all these things and learn how to use them. <laughs> so kink does not have to mean, like, you buy all the toys. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be that. That's no. awesome. Yeah. Um, this, this next question is kind of related to that. Um, okay. And another question I got a few different versions of. Mm -hmm. But what what's the... Oh, I, I'm like kind of scared to ask this, but like, or ask it wrong. But like, what is the difference between a dominant partner and an abusive partner? And how can we, how, how do we know? Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know the answer. Like how, mm -hmm. cause I think a lot of those things often look similar. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what do, yeah. um, putting re restrictions on a person. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so like how, how are there like red flags or like, signs? yeah. Or, or like how do we know when we're with someone who's abusive not just like under the guise of a dom yeah this is a super important question I'm so glad you asked that because there are a lot of people that are in our community that are making it unsafe because they are not um, they're not looking to provide pleasure through pain they're looking to provide pain you know right. um, one of the main things even if someone who's listening just saw our small interaction the small interaction that we just did started with me asking, are you interested in playing some, doing an activity with me? I got your consent. We did the activity. I brought you out and I checked on you. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that, you know, wasn't that easy? Right? If your interactions with someone don't feel like there is a beginning, middle and end of scene, then you're, that's a red flag. And it doesn't necessarily mean the person is abusive and, and is terrible. It just may mean they don't know what they're doing. 
And so when we're operating from a place of ignorance, it can lead to abuse, you know, abuse or someone getting hurt. So, you know, I, I feel like there are two, two kind of things to differentiate. Is the person skilled enough? And how do we know if they're skilled enough? One is, did we, we have a discussion about what we're going to do? Do they take my safety into consideration? Right. Two, during, do they check on me during the act? Or do they just make the assumption that they know my body, I limit better than I do? Um, even with safe words, I still check on my submissives because sometimes submissives are so into the the chemical reaction, the activity, the wanting to please that they forget about centering themselves. Right. So it is my responsibility to check in, make sure they're okay. Mm -hmm. After, are you checking on my mental wellness, my physical wellness? Are you looking to see if you did any type of damage to my body that made like I can't turn around and look at my butt? So can you tell me? Um, do I feel safe with you? You know, if any of those things that that uh, are not lining up, don't stick around to find out if it's abuse or not. Stop. It doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. It doesn't feel like it's honoring me. Just stop there. Yeah. You know? So that that because it can be difficult to go like, am I being abused or is this person just like a hardcore dom? You don't need to you don't need to know the difference. You just need to respect. Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel honored? Do you feel like this person has the skill set? Um, and if and if you're getting a no to any of those, disengage. Okay. That's actually that's a great answer. It's a lot more simple than I was thinking. I was kind of thinking like, oh, if they don't tie you up this way, they're not. I don't know. I don't know what I. Yeah. Mean. But I, I think that's such a beautiful, simple answer. Like if if it doesn't seem like they care about you, then they don't. Don't. <laughs> right. Right. And, and I guess that for right. like anything. They don't. Life, any kind. Of any relationship exactly and you know the other thing too is like when you are a submissive you really are the one that has all the power you're the one who says yes i want to do these things no i don't i want to do them up to this point i use my safe word and our family uh, our family our <laughs> yeah i guess our family in our household as well as in our work we use red yellow and green so it's not just like stop or start it's yellow you're starting to get to uh, uh um you're starting to get to my red you know red means stop green means i like this you could do more or you could stay right here so we give our submissives a range of participating in their kink play to make sure we're not crossing that line of it's going too far or i'm not sure if it's going too far mm -hmm. Submissives really have the control of the scene. And if right. you feel like you're a sub with no control in the scene of as to when it starts or stops or the level of intensity, you know, like back out, disengage, have a conversation. Yeah. That's really, really helpful. Um, yeah. That's so helpful to think about. Like, I think even as a sub, I think a lot of times yeah. we assume subs have no control, right? I, yeah. I think that is the assumption. Yeah. But, or like maybe that's part of the fantasy, but like if you're a human being. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm doing things to you, right? So um, I do have to have your permission, your consent, and your well-being centered. I, lo I love that. Um, <clears throat> that's like such a beautiful answer. Thank you. Um, okay, and, and this, is, this is the final question, um, kind yeah. of back to raising children. Um, but... Where can, and 
another one where we have a lot of different versions about this, but I am finding that a lot of young people are learning about sex from porn. And that's, yeah. I think that sucks, but it's understandable because like, yeah. it is understandable because people in sex. You know what I mean? Like, it's so natural to be. We don't, um, we don't have conversations like you. We don't have motherfucking kind of conversations. We don't have, we don't talk openly enough about, you know, sexual health, sex talk, that kind of thing. So I, I at least want to introduce a space in this realm, in this world where some of us can gather here and, you know, discuss things. You can hit me up if you want to go um, live with me or anything like that. I'll go live with you. If um, The only reason why I won't answer is because I'm working or busy. So if I don't answer, I'm busy. But keep trying me. I will fucking answer. I'm not one of these bitch-ass celebrities that... Oh, because they have a million followers, they don't see messages that literally pop up in their fucking inbox. And even if I ever do get that much followers, I'm still gonna fuck with my main ones. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a bitch. I'm not the, I'm not a bitch. What can I say? A lot of bitches, male and female. Um, so I'm gonna say for me, definitely, I certainly have, um, because I wasn't able to have, um, those conversations with anybody in my life, anybody, literally, mom, dad, friends, nobody. So that was my only way of learning. And I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, I learned through obviously real life experiences and things like that, but I still, now I'm able to just look at something and specifically take notes. I won't let it override my brain or nothing like that, override how I think, unless I'm introducing something new to myself where I want to be able to think differently about it or something like that. Um, but it's what it is. I know a lot of us go through it. A lot of us, um, period, what the fuck? It's either, because your friends telling you their sex stories or how, you know, what they did the night before, oops, is not, that is not like, that's not enough, family. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Hold on. That's not enough, family. It's about your body and sex and That's right. things. And like, it, it, I think it's really unfortunate that when we search sex on the internet, most of the stuff that comes up is porn and a lot of it is not most of it is not showing a lot of the really important factors that go into sex, like yeah. consent, like we right. said. Yeah. How to right. responsibly do it, or even how to responsibly like explore kink and fetish and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So like, where can young people learn about sex? Yeah, that's a really, really tough question. Right. Um, so I have to preface it with, you know, porn is for 18 and up. You know, we have to, as, as much stuff as people do, as much as people do go to porn for, it, it can be a supplement to your sex education. You know, it, it can. But it depends how you learn things and depends how, if you're able to discern. So for me, I look at things and be like, does she like that? Does she not like that? You know, I, I'm asking so many questions around what I'm watching. I'm not just watching it and beating my meat or nothing like that. I don't even do that. But I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm like, um, how, how, how did this shit start? You know, is this scene real? Real in the sense that like it happened organically or like, 
this was an idea that they both thought of and was like, hey, let's shoot a schoolgirl scene or let's shoot a nurse, a na dirty, a naughty nurse kind of scene or whatever, you know what I mean? So it depends how you're able to discern information. So if you look at porn and you're just, you're learning, you know, but you're thinking that you, you just do everything that they do when you have sex. No, you know, you take bits and pieces from it. You know, you take as much as you can, what you can learn, what you can absorb, what you can um, discern properly then what is good from what is bad and a lot of it also is learning about your own body what do you excuse me what do you like how do you like to feel what do you like to feel how do you like to be pleasured so excuse, excuse my hiccups but what i'm saying is it really depends how you discern like a lot of people will just watch it and um, you know they'll try the shit that they've seen and then i don't know if it, for me like when I did that personally, it didn't, work. it didn't end up bad or nothing like that to me. Um, the only thing that I had trouble with was like finding the holes, because I don't know. I, for those of us who you know are grown, we're grown, we're grown here, who have had sex, made love, fucked, whatever you want to call it, um, it uh, it happens. It happens. And so it really depends how you discern information. Like, do you copy everything you see? Do you take notes and say, that might be good, that might not be good? Ooh, this I like. I think these sounds that she's making, um, due to her liking it, these sexual screams or these orgasmic sounds are, are good. And these ones are not good because the note that she resonates on is this one, set, this one just hits me on a different vibration than this one. So you you understand what I'm saying? So you gotta really um like it, it's just no different than school, but it's like when it comes to sexual health, sexual talk, that kind of like sexual uh, you know sexual intelligence, I call it. You know your sex IQ, sexual intelligence. Um, you gotta a lot of that is just gonna be you learning on your own. You have to take time out of your day, you're out of your life to you know get to learn, get to know not just your body, but you know what I'm saying. Um, a lot of motherfuckers are just so disconnected from themselves when they see it they're like oh this must be what's real this is how people are fucking no you know the scene you're watching is probably motherfucking like it was um propagated the idea was propagated beforehand it was all done before you know it was prepared you know not that you don't prepare when you have sex but if you're having sex with somebody you're not going to prepare in the same way you prepare for a porn scene what the fuck, nigga, you're just gonna get the Vaseline, the Vaseline, the oil, lube, whatever you use, and, you know, if you're a condom person or not, and that's about it, unless you use toys, um, or you're into that Fifty Shades type shit, but understand what the fuck I'm saying, man. The visual that goes with perhaps the fantasy or with the, like, the knowledge of the body. Let me write it black. And how do we know if they're skilled enough? to please that they forget about censoring themselves so it is my responsibility to check in make sure they're okay after are you checking on my mental wellness my physical wellness are you looking to see if you did any type of damage to my body that made like i can't turn around and look at my butt so can you tell me um do i feel safe with you you know if any of those things that that um are not lining up don't stick around to find out if it's abuse or not stop it doesn't feel good it's not comfortable it doesn't feel like it's honoring me just stop there 
So that, that, because it can be difficult to go like, am I being abused or is this person just like a hardcore dom? You don't need to, you don't need to know the difference. You just need to respect. Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel honored? Do you feel like this person has the skill set? Um, and if, and if you're getting a no to any of those, disengage. That's actually, that's a great answer. It's a lot more simple than I was thinking. I was kind of thinking like, oh, if they don't tie you up this way, they're not, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But I I think that's such a beautiful, simple answer. Like if, if it doesn't seem like they care about you, then they don't. No. <laughs> right, right. And, and, a, and a lot of the time you can see that, like, by the way they fuck you. Some people watch too much porn, so they just think, like, I don't know, like, this is like sex. Like, this is okay. Like, just constantly as hard as you can. Um, maybe some females like that. You know, I've come across some motherfuckers who say they like pain, they want it hard, yeah, yeah. All that shit, right? Sometimes that's. That is what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. But you can tell a motherfucker gives a fuck about you. Like, you know, do they listen to you? Are they, are they beating you up? Like, you know, like, you know, there's that saying, beat the pussy up. But like, no, a lot of the times motherfuckers is like taking out all their frustrations, whether it be sexual frustrations, psychological, physiological, biological, whatever fucking frustrations in whatever facet of their being, taking it out on you. So, you know, you say choke me, they do it really hard, or they they, they beat you during sex, or like, you know, things that you may, maybe not necessarily have asked for, or you didn't get enough time to give consent. Like, there's a lot, there's, there's different, um, uh, ways you know of understanding that that i'm not uh, bringing up but i'm just bringing up examples to that so that you you can see you can open your eyes for yourself open your own eyes um do your own research you know this is just one facet of your research motherfucker you better go back to motherfucking reading some books and shit like that learning another way you can tell is the effort that they put in into giving you head yes that's 100 percent. that that says if they're gonna cheat on you or not you know are they like or are they like all up in there like mm. you know like are they all up in there do they are they are are y'all enjoying it you know what i'm saying but like a lot of motherfuckers don't understand that correlation but the amount of effort they put into head is directly uh correlated with the amount of energy they're going to put into the relationship and that's from uh, uh various psychotherapists psychiatrists uh psychiatric uh doctors or psychological assessments done to like to say okay there's clearly a correlation between these two that's what that is but a lot of us don't read about sexual health and nothing like that so when i say things like that it might be oh that's true yes it's motherfucking true look it up actually don't even look it up just experience it in real life if you have a partner you know ask them talk to them about that show them this podcast talk to them about it show them the motherfucking um um born not black you know what i'm saying um so that's when it black the skill set um and if and if you're getting a no to any of those disengage disengage that's actually that's a great answer it's a lot more simple than i was thinking i was kind of thinking like oh if they don't tie you up this way they're not i don't know i don't know what i mean yeah 
But I, I think that's such a beautiful, simple answer. Like, if if it doesn't seem like they care about you, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. <laughs> right. Right. And I guess that for like anything in life, any kind of any relationship exactly and you know the other thing too is like when you are a submissive you really are the one that has all the power you're the one who says yes i want to do these things no i don't i want to do them up to this point i use my safe word and our family uh, our family our yeah i guess our family and our household as well as in our work we use red yellow and green so it's not just like stop or start it's yellow you're starting to get to uh uh um you're starting to get to my red you know red means stop these, green these means i like this you could do more or you could stay right here so we give our submissive a range of participating in their kink play to make sure we're not crossing that line of it's going too far or i'm not sure if it's going too far Submissives really have the control of the scene. And right. if you feel like you're a sub with no control in the scene of as to when it starts or stops or the level of intensity, you know, like back out, disengage, back out. have a conversation. Yeah. Have a conversation, that's disengage. Really, really helpful. Um, Very helpful. That's so helpful to think about. Like, I think even as a sub, I think a lot of times we assume subs have no control, right? I, yeah. I think that is the no, assumption, yeah. but, or like maybe that's part of the fantasy, but like if but you should be a human being. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm doing things to you, right? So um, I do have to have your permission, your consent, and your well-being centered. I love I love that. Um, <clears throat> that's like such a beautiful answer. Thank you. Definitely. Um, okay, and, and this is this is the final question, um, kind okay. of back to raising children. Um, but where can, and another one where we had a lot of different versions about this, but I am finding that a lot of young people are learning about sex from porn. And that's, I think that sucks, but it's understandable because like, yeah. mm-hmm. like what kid isn't Googling sex? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's so natural to be curious about your body and sex sure. and things. And like, it, it, I think it's really unfortunate that when and we search really sex on the internet, most of the stuff that comes up is porn, porn and a lot of it is not most of it is not showing a lot of the really important factors that go into sex like yeah. consent like we said yeah. how to responsibly do it or even how mm-hmm. to responsibly like explore kink and fetish and all of mm-hmm. that um so like where can young people learn about sex yeah that's a really really tough question um So I have to preface it with, you know, porn is for 18 and up. You know, we have to, as as much stuff as people do, as much as people do go to porn for, it it can be a supplement to your sex education. You know, it it can give you the visual that goes with perhaps the fantasy or with the like knowledge of the body, but it can't be a primary source. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some. Sorry, family. Um, there's some really amazing companies that show the consent process, the pre and post interview, the negotiation. Um, and then there are other sites that don't cater to that. They just want to show the actual scenes and you have to just like assume everybody is there because they want to be there mm. and, and that type of thing. But I really think that children have to learn about sex in their within their families. Right. I mean, I think that is number one. I don't think that we can leave it to schools. 
um, because there is a certain, there's only a certain level of education that even the educational system can provide. Mm -hmm. Learning about sex starts with learning about our bodies, is learning about autonomy of our bodies, giving ourselves and our, giving our children permission to explore their bodies. Um, I like to always tell my kids, like, learn yourself first. No one can please you and you can't please anyone else if you don't know your own instrument. So giving them permission gives them like quite a lot of time to experiment with themselves before they're branching out into other people's bodies. Um, I think so often we cut our kids off at learning about their bodies by saying don't do things with other people. Right. We skip that whole like what you can be doing, right? So, you know, don't look at porn, don't look at this, don't be doing this, but we don't give them what to do. Yeah. You know? So, um, I think there's some really great books out there. I, um, I, I, I like the American, it's called American Girls, like Knowing Your Body. Um, it, it's really up to you. It, it does really depend on where your child is. How do they like to learn? Even if it's like, let's listen to some music. Like if your kid is a music head, like tell me three songs that talk a lot about, about the body and sex and like, let's talk about it so that you're not having to come up with every single like line of, of education and, and the whole curriculum. You can use again, what's in front of them to introduce like thoughts and attitudes about sex. Sometimes I say to my, my daughter, like, that song you did you hear what he said? He said beat the pussy up and this 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 this. I was just saying like, mom don't listen to the lyrics like I already know and I'm like okay because that sounds a little like you know like what do you think about that? And she was like it sounds very misogynist like relax mom I like the beat I'm like okay you know but it's giving us like a little bit of. But I also, I also on top of that love that your message is not like songs like that are bad. No, because they're not. They have it's, their it's place. It's your perspective, you know? exactly. And, right. You know, right. Like, well, you know, you um, I might say, How you well, see? maybe right. that's okay with somebody that he knows, and it's okay for, like, she's asking for that, but I don't know if I heard consent. And, you know, and they, they know, like, I'm being a little silly with it, but at the same time, like, I'm using what they love, what they like, um, to to talk about what's out there. So when they're looking at media, when they're going to porn, they know that there's more than meets the eye. And I think that's right. what our kids need to know. You're gonna see a lot of stuff out there, a lot. Let's talk talk to me, because I'll let you know what it's really like in context. It's kind right. of like you know, like do does that person do all their stunts? You know, was that CGI or did that really just happen, right? And we need to do the same thing when it comes to sex is help our children understand what they're seeing in context because we can't get them off of the internet. We can't, like, you know, that's the hard part. I think that's where, like, probably a lot of people go wrong is, like, if, rather than, like, banning or, like, trying to shield your children from certain... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I guess the answer is to give context. And context, if context, they're context. going into that viewing or listening or whatever, consuming that piece of media, like with the education and knowledge that, right, like, right, right, yeah, that yeah, that, of course, right. Well, I mean, even, even, you know, taking it out, of, I, I like to kind of take things out of sex a, a little bit to give people examples of how we do it already. We're learning. Um, talk, talk about violence. You know, our kids will see like all of, oh my gosh, like, like shooting and violence on, on in a movie where we say, Oh, those are fake bullets, right? You know, like we have to give them context that we're not literally watching people die. Mm -hmm. um, 
there's so many ways that we already offer context that you know like i don't know even a stupid cooking show where they go like and uh, it's you know we have to go okay they took a break they cooked it and they're showing you know but but the same thing happens in porn right we're like oh oh, 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 and it's like okay actually there was a lot of things that happened in between then and there right right that's so true but that proves that it's possible because like even something like you know shooting someone in a movie right like the gun like that is so much more extreme than having sex in fact that i would say that's extreme and sex is not yeah so it it can be done it's just that we don't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we do you know i and and for those of us who feel like we have to have all the answers as parents and and usually because we feel like we have to have all the answers and then we realize like we don't and we're not really skillful in this conversation we just back out of it we run that black that was important what she stupid cooking show where they go like and uh it's <laughs> we, you know we have to go okay they took a break I love they it. cooked it and they're showing you know they're both very intelligent but, but the same thing happens in porn right like, oh, 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 oh. and it's like to to okay actually there was a lot of things that happened in between then and there <laughs> that's so true but that proves that it's possible because like even something like you know shooting someone in a movie right like yeah. they, the gun like that is so much more extreme than having sex in right. fact that i would say that's extreme and sex is not right. Right. yeah right. so yeah. it it can be done it's just it's, that it's we a way don't. to think about it and for those of us who feel like we have to have all the answers as parents and and usually because we feel like we have to have all the answers and then we realize like we don't and we're not really skillful in this conversation we just back out of it like no lean into it even like saying to your kids like i don't know how to explain this give me a day and let me come back to you and i've had parents come to me especially in our industry going like yo this kid just asked like they found my toy and i told them wait you know and so and, and sometimes we need to let our kids know it's okay if you don't have the answers because this is what we want for them. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the answers, don't respond, don't do anything, hold, pause, find the information and revisit it. Right. And so again, modeling the exact thing that we want our kids to do when they find themselves in a tough spot. Right. I love that. So I, I, I learned like so much from you. Already. So much. Uh, thank you. I'm so happy we could have this talk. Um, and and me to too. me, another... Another mama that's out there trying to change the behavior and, and attitudes around sex for their family, like, oh, I love it. We're in it together. Thank <laughs> you. Know, yeah, this has been like the our kids, longest but I feel, I so feel, far. I feel that so message. fucking interesting. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Where where can people see more of your work? Yeah, thank you. So um, you can follow me here at Jet Setting Jasmine on Twitter, Jet Set Jasmine. On my OnlyFans, if you want to see my work, work, um, I am on there as Jet Set Jasmine. Our film company is Royal fetishxxx.com I have oh, I a porn hub account of course I and um, and if you are interested in learning more about the parenting aspect you can look up sex positive parenting or porn and parenting and all of our um, shares of our family and, and how we talk and, and work through these things are available to the general public and you guys also do your show, uh, Royal Fetish. Royal Fetish Radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all that stuff, link in bio. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank really you. Really appreciate you giving us your time. Likewise. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> thank you. See you soon. Uh-huh. Bye now.
Am I back on? My thing is still. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank, thank you, so you much to Jet Setting Jasmine uh, for giving us your time. That was actually like so, so, so enlightening. So informational, um, so enlightening. Really, really appreciate I'm 100% going to come back to this video when I have my own kids. When I, and even just on the regular, just to just to recalibrate my thinking, you know? Information is really good to recalibrate your thinking if you know that you need it. I, I personally learned so much. Oh, um, Stop playing with me. So thank you all for spending your Sunday with me. I will be back on Wednesday with Joel Hudson okay. uh, for an episode of Seven Minutes in Heaven. And then I'll be back next Sunday with Kieran Lee. And I have a million boner questions for him. Um, so we'll be talking to him. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Jet Setting Jasmine. You can check out her Instagram at Jet Setting Jasmine. She has a lot of stuff going on. So just go to the link in her bio, she says. Um, and thank you all for joining me. Have a good day. You too, family. Black power. Black power. We come in, but this is why we gotta have these. So, you know, hopefully now you see why we gotta have motherfucking more conversations like this. What the fuck? We gotta shift the narrative from, we gotta shift the narrative from the one we've been given. And on that note, have a great rest of the day. This is Dealing With Reality. DJ Dealing With Reality. Coming live to you from motherfucking the city. Toronto. And we come in black. We come in black. Um, we come in black Wednesday with seven minutes of heaven and next week for another Just a Tip episode. Peace.